Welcome to Idea Factory Giveaway, a guest-guided mapping expedition to the borders of human creativity. I will be one of your guides, John. And uh, I have here with me an excellent guest co-host in the form of a uh, guest you may remember from past episodes, my friend Felicia. Hi, everyone. Yes. We, we did it. We did it. We made it through the intro without <laughs> messing up. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, but is this messing up? I don't know. I, no, I don't, I don't know. We've, we've done it perfectly every time. I don't know what you're talking about. Awesome. What uh, What's going on, Felicia? I don't know. I feel like everything is new and exciting in this po- post-ecliptic world. That's true. That's true. It happened. Uh, I did not stare at it at the sun directly, uh, at least not for too long. I don't know. Like, where you were, there were a lot of clouds, right? Okay. So, when, for the eclipse, I had this awesome idea to go to Oakland because I was like, you know where it's always foggy? San Francisco. You know where it's always not foggy? Oakland. Oakland. Yeah. So, like, every single San Francisco magazine was like, go to Oakland, go to Oakland. <laughs> and so I meet at my friend's house in Potrero, and we look out over the bay because we see it from her back deck, mm-hmm. and it looked, like, really foggy over there. Like, really, really foggy. Yeah, it, it, was, it, was, it was cloudy. Oh, we drove over there. We <laughs> went all the way to the Academy of Science at the top of the hill or whatever oh, it's called. Wow. We, we drove all the way there, and it was so... It was, like... Driving through milk. It yeah. was so foggy, you could see like four feet in front of you. <laughs> so we got halfway up the hill, and my friend was like, Oh, you know, you think this will break? And I was like, In the next 40 minutes? No. <laughs> so I was like, We're turning around. Like, it was sunnier in San Francisco. Like, this is not going to work. <laughs> so uh, we ended up making back just in time to watch oh, it from the same back deck that we saw the fog at. Amazing. And it was so foggy over there, I will confirm. Yes. So Oakland was a terrible place to watch it. Yeah, I, I was in Petrero Hill, and I so, I mean, like, there was clouds, but like the yeah. sun was visible through the clouds in right. a way that I was like, I could look at it for a bit, and then you should have like, came to Mel- you should have came to Mel's. We were all having a party. Oh, uh, that was only unknown. That was a, that. Yeah, no, fair. I was at work. It was a thing, and I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I'm just gonna work. You know, but like, Who so goes yeah. to work in the morning when there's eclipse happening. <laughs> there was a meeting that was delayed by 30 minutes on purpose because they were like, oh wait, no, that's eclipse time. Yeah, um, right. and I actually had eclipse classes. Don't you work with a ton of nerds. I, I know exactly like they. We're all like, no, we're, we, yeah, we can't have this. Like meeting. my morning was just blocked off. It was like, <laughs> did, and nobody even had anything on their calendars. It just was like out of office, like no explanation <laughs> until noon, and then the take it was Zoom. <laughs> but so, so yeah, so I ended up looking like you know, I, I, I put my eclipse glasses on. I looked up, like it, depending on how thick the clouds were, I saw nothing or I saw a very faint sun. So you know, occasionally I would sort of like dim and like take them off, kind of like glance up there, and be like, oh, that's an interesting shape. But you know, it was never like a sustained staring at the sun. Because I, I hear that's bad. I hear that's sort of not. A yeah. So I actually had a migraine. I must say, after watching the eclipse. And um, I didn't have my own glasses, but I was sharing a pair. Mm. And whenever I looked at the sun, I genuinely made sure I had it on. And yeah. I, but I think I took a few pictures of other people uh, looking at the eclipse. Uh, and I think maybe in taking the pictures of, like, I wasn't looking at the sun, but I was looking at my phone that was pointed at people who were looking at the sun. Okay. I don't know what it was, but apparently I should have had all the time protection and not just when you look up protection. I, I definitely also got a little bit of a headache, so I don't, yeah, okay. no, I think I'm with you. I, I all right, all right, because I felt a little crazy. I was like, I like went into my dark 
edit cave, like, because I work on videos where I was just like, I need total darkness. And I got in there and I was like, oh, this feels really good. <laughs> does our does our guest uh, have something to share about uh, about perhaps his eclipse experience? It's uh, you know it's funny. I always wondered what it was like to just sit here and watch you guys talk and like not be able to say anything. <laughs> Hello, does, everybody. Does, does anyone know who he is? Oh, have you even a, told? No, that, my bad. You're just yes. like you're Listeners, slacking on your hosting this, duties. This is my bad. Uh, please welcome my uh, an ex housemate of mine actually, my, my friend Patrick. Hello. Hello. Everyone. <laughs> um, so I was I was in Noe Valley actually, and uh, I discovered that the best way to look at it was actually through the fog through my phone oh. using either my phone camera. Or actually, I had a DSLR with me, and I actually got some fantastic shots nice. uh, with the DSLR. Oh! Um, but I should also say uh, I feel kind of like an asshole saying this, but I've seen four total solar eclipses <laughs> already. Uh, <laughs> My, That's impossible. The last one across the U.S. was in in the U.S. Years ago. Yeah, no. My so my dad, uh, my dad is a big astronomy nerd, and so like <laughs> our only family vacations when I was a kid were two places where there were total solar eclipses. <laughs> so so I've seen a bunch, um, but it's also really fun to just see other people get really excited about it. Nice, because they happen every couple of years, right? They're actually sometimes several times a year. Yeah, uh, just depending on where you are. Yeah. Amazing. So I think the big deal is they usually happen over the ocean. Oh, yeah. So yeah, yeah they're they're yeah. always happening, but like it turns out most of our world is water. Yeah. So. I saw one in Italy. I oh, know, sorry. It was in Turkey, and it was right on the water, and we watched it come across the Mediterranean. It was fantastic. <gasps> nice. Um, seeing it just cruise across the ocean. So, yeah, hello, and uh, happy Solar Eclipse Day. Excellent. I think we should probably let people know what's going on, which is that uh, if you're new to this show, here's here's what the deal is. For the past decade, I've been writing down every stray idea I've ever had the moment I had it, and there are now hundreds of them in the pile. What are they? Are they good ideas? Are there any ideas in there that someone else could pick up and run with? Is this a normal amount of ideas for one person to have? To answer these questions, Felicia and I are inviting our friends to have a look through the pile and see what's what. In this case, Patrick. We hope whatever we find will entertain, horrify, or perhaps inspire you. Seriously, though, if you hear something you like, just grab it and go. Uh, I just want credit. Maybe a cut. <laughs> oh, so I'm just going to recap John's recap. Essentially, we have a huge Google spreadsheet yes. that our guest is looking at, and we're all going to chat about these hilarious ideas that John has come up with at some point. At some point, and depending on what kind of a note-taker I was... Uh, we'll we'll find out. Like, were you in the car? Were you <laughs> in the bathroom? Were you like the world will never know where these ideas came from? It's true because I never logged the location. But like, oh um, my yeah, gosh, we yeah. started logging the location. That was oh, yeah. so good. Man, I, I was could. in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, I do I do have an ongoing log um, that I, I I could I could do that with. Yeah, I like just it. you know I'm looking at the spreadsheet and I realized that I inadvertently picked. Three different ideas that were all germinated on the same day. Oh, incredible. But in different locations across oh, no, no, no. the spreadsheet. No, if, if there's a date next to the idea in the spreadsheet, that's the day I logged it. So oh, okay. um, it, nice. it, it could have been had probably anywhere from zero to 30 days prior to that. To that. Uh, okay. But same, same time frame. Some yeah. of these yeah. ideas are like years old. I so. got yeah, yeah, yeah. The ones yeah. Without, any, without any kind of date next to them could be anywhere from... Oh, yeah. I see. I guess you were very busy on March 11th, 2016. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> very eager beaver that day. <laughs> 
What's our first idea? Tell yes. us. So, tell us. So the reason I'm in, back in San Francisco, I used to live here many years ago. I actually, when I lived with John, it should be noted that I lived in a closet underneath the stairs. Yes. Which uh, may have not been to code, but... Uh, I, I don't know what you're talking about. It was about. A, a lovely household, so... <laughs> Uh, it was super great. Your dog was, she's so awesome. So, uh, but the reason I'm back now is because my fiance's brother and his wife are about to have a baby. Mm. And so one of the conversations that has been persistent is what do we name this thing when it comes out? Ah. And so I, that may be why I, this, this first idea really was interesting to me. Um, it's middle name Doom. <laughs> and you know, a lot of a lot, you know, a lot of the conversation has been, "What is this kid's first name going to be?" But mm-hmm. not so much about what the is middle the middle name. Really key, I think, yeah. like because especially if you have like a family name or a traditional name, like yeah. having a really standout middle name. Yeah, I don't know. I that can be a game because I always thought like you know like. Danger would be a good middle name, I but that is like too much of a joke, right? Like, I well, I definitely know somebody who who like uh, I have friends um, who did name their baby. Uh, they they yeah they gave her the middle name Danger, and it's a she, which I feel like is that's extra, even better. Oh my gosh, if, for cool. a little girl, you that, do it. Do yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> a little girl be like Danger is my middle name. <laughs> How amazing is that? <laughs> she's gonna be great. Her parents yeah. are awesome. Yeah, she's gonna be a hit on OK Cupid someday. <laughs> In the future, <laughs> but yeah, Doom as yeah. a middle name. Yeah, like you know, I mean, especially as a person who is about to have a baby. Right. Uh, I will say that we, yeah, I mean, like we have definitely like many candidates for first names mm-hmm. um, that we're kind of like sort of sifting through. Um, but we we have yet to kind of like really settle on middle names. But there are other great video games besides Doom. Like Starcraft <laughs> is my middle name. Oh, like there, I mean, there are so many other other Keen. Remember that game? Keen is my middle name. Like I mean, there's like I, mean, I think just going in like the classic video game oh, genre, wow. there yeah, are a oh lot God. of really good middle names. I didn't even oh, think about God. it that way because yeah. like, I mean because that makes sense. Also, like if you are. Uh, say you're a, a video encoder or like a, a gamer or a, a, a software manufacturer like if you say like Doom is my middle name it means you are good at anything right? that's <laughs> yeah. like the test of any new is video like... card is can you play Doom on it they, 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 somebody loaded Doom onto the new MacBook Pro touch bar yeah. Uh, so you can actually play Doom on the touch bar. It's not. So, <laughs> but so I wasn't even thinking about the video game, like because yeah. I just thought like, oh, Doom, you know, like yeah, uh, that like, what does that mean for you as a child if like Doom is like inherent with you wherever you go? Like, are you going to be very successful in life? Or are you going to be evil? Or are you just going to be like super successful because you like? You know, you just got doom following you. It's yeah. it's it's yeah, it's a gamble. I feel like yeah. as a parent, naming giving your child the middle name of doom would be a gamble for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, so yeah, I, I, now that I think about, it, I don't know if Mavis will go for it. But having uncovered that idea, I think I may. Uh, not that you've yeah, I I may propose it. Look into it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think that there's a lot of potential here. I mean, I don't, I I probably wouldn't go Doom for middle name, but there's a lot of really really good nerdy middle names that I will 100 percent endorse. I, I mean, I'll just name I'll just give my my kid the middle name Mass Effect. <laughs> just one word. Portal. Oh, portal. 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 That's, what, that's Ooh. A little, Ooh. It's a like a transponder. Oh God. Oh. <laughs> These are all great. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I have. I yeah. Mm. 
Sorry, Mavis. We love you. We love you. <laughs> also, I'm not kidding. Uh, what's the next idea? Cool. Uh, next idea I just like because uh, how it sounds. Cyclist weapon, colon, steel core baguette. Hmm. Okay. So, um, cyclists, I feel like, should be better armed just because... And I had this notion of, like, what if... Because, I mean, this is a thing that we've seen before, you know, like... I mean, you've been to France. They have, like, every cyclist has, like, at least two baguettes. Yeah, just, like, you know, but but what it is, in actuality, is it's, yeah, it, it, it is a baguette, but, like, on the inside, there's just, like, a metal rod mm-hmm. that is just a solid steel bar that yeah. you can just use to hit people or cars that uh, that wrong you. Yeah, out there. But the, the middle of the baguette is the tastiest part. You're just ruining a perfectly good baguette. I mean, here's the thing: baguettes are cheap. They I mean, are. They, in, especially yeah. in Europe, they're like twenty cents. Yeah, yeah. I guess for some reason, I'm only imagining like first the crunch of that like that crust, the baguette crust. Yeah, and then the crunch of and the then steel you core against the... you know, your bone. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to like hear it; it gets all like flaky. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah, actually, that that's a good way of leaving evidence. Though, is like, oh, yeah, this this victim has baguette. And then they like taste Ooh. the crumbs, and we're like. That's definitely from Jacques on <laughs> the promenade. I mean, it, it could be that maybe uh, it's 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 just a weapon that's engineered to look like a baguette on the outside. Like maybe uh, maybe you know, like maybe the outside of it is that that super hard rubber mm. um, that like they make the truncheons out of. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. So like it's just and, and like and so yeah, like it's just one end of it is just conveniently a little bit narrower for kind of just like grabbing and whipping out and just like. Laying across somebody's skull. This, yes, no, no. But I like you know. I like the original idea of this baguette, like because because you're right. They're cheap yeah. uh, and they're hard to trace, <laughs> and uh, you know they probably don't leave a mark. Um, huh. I mean, technically, yeah, because like you know, because you grab it and then the, you just your, your hand crunches the bread up, and then you've got a grip on the bar on the inside. Yeah, you do some beating, yeah. and then you just. You just, well, you have to be going high speeds. This has to be like a high speed action <laughs> scenario because, like, this little baguette at you know twenty five miles an hour is going to do a lot more damage than if you're like sitting on your bike clobbering them with a baguette. I mean, yeah. it depends. Like, yeah, without moving. But I do like it as as kind of a sleeper weapon, right? Um, that's that's really a it, whole point. It's there in case you got a throw down. Because if you just have a like a steel pipe, everybody's gonna be like, oh well, yeah, of course. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But, like, if you have a baguette. People like he's got a baguette. What's he gonna do? And then they find out. That's right. Um, Yes. Okay. Yeah. I can get behind this. Stealth weaponry. Cool. Brilliant. Uh, On a related note, Mm. and I I, I didn't understand this at first, Mm. but now I realize you have a stronger version to mayonnaise. Mm. Oh, me too. This is something we haven't gotten. And so, and so, this is probably the origin of sandwich tricorder. Is that right? <laughs> Try? Yes, yes. Uh, the tricorder is the is the device that they use uh, in Star Trek. Um, Starfleet officers carry them to. Uh, it's it's an all purpose scanning device. Um, uh-huh. the, yeah, the tricorder is what you use uh, when you know, like there's the medical tricorder, which, for instance, you know, you use to scan somebody who's been injured or ailing, and it will tell you what's wrong with them. A standard issue Starfleet tricorder will tell you what things are made of 
It will tell you, you know, like where the energy sources are coming from. We, you know, like all anything that you need to scan for. Like, you know, where's where's that where's that radio tower? Uh, what's this in the air? You know, what's what's that what's that on the ground over there? Is that a plant? Is it an animal? You point your it's, tricorder. It's an animal. At it. Yeah, <laughs> that's Paisley, my dog. It's definitely her. Back uh, to the tricorder. But so, but so, yeah. So I want a sandwich tricorder uh-huh. so that well, I can whip it out and I can scan a sandwich with it, uh-huh. and it will just tell me if there's mayo. Yeah. That way, I don't have to bite into it and uh-huh. taste the mayo uh-huh. that has been left there by it's something. Awful. And you say, "I would like a sandwich with no mayo." They're like, "Great!" And then you get the sandwich. And you're like, "Is there no mayo?" And they're like, "Yep." And then you bite it, and there's so much mayo. They put like triple mayo on that sandwich, <laughs> and you're like. <laughs> It's like the worst. It renders things. It ruins everything. It renders sandwiches. I can't say I understand you people, but uh, (laughs) I accept your experience. It's like how some people don't like cilantro. It's like the same thing, but it's an extreme aversion to make. I feel like, you know, the expensive version of the sandwich tricorder, though, is for like people who are like, is this gluten free? Mm, Yes. Well, no. So I was going to say, our friend actually has a company that does this device called Nemo, which sounds very much like this thing that you're talking about. Yes. Or you could say, like, because you could basically test for eggs and be like, is there eggs in this? Uh, Because mayonnaise has eggs, so... Any sandwich that shouldn't have eggs, if you test for eggs, it would be like, bloop, 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 but the, there's the, eggs in it. The, and then you'd be like, oh, the hey, Nima, The NEMA sensor requires, like, you, you take a sample of the food, though, right? And it, like, goes into the... No, I think it, like, scans it. No, really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it does. Like, it's... How would... I don't... Like, it might be, like, a, a something, a toothpick or something, but you don't, like, take it out, I don't think. Yeah, I, don't I, I think, think it requires a small piece it. of the food. Like, you put it inside the NEMA, and then, it, like, it, it... But how would that work? Because, from what I understand how it works is, like, you can find out if this dish has it. Right. But if you took, like, you would have to get, like, every single sauce on the dish to know what's in everything. So, I, I don't think it's that complicated. I think there's something else. Huh. We need to look into this, but I'm pretty sure that this device does something very similar to what you're looking for. Uh, that would be great. And yeah. I, I might need one, too, just for the same reason. I feel yeah. like... I feel like- you know, so we're essentially talking about something that may exist very soon, uh, like this sandwich tricorder. And I just like I know that you work in like hardware, mm. like new hardware coming mm. out. But True. like more and more these days, I'm struck by just like how insane it is that we live in the world that we live in. <laughs> like my, so, uh, a friend of mine is a, a wildlife biologist, mm. and she posted on Facebook the other day. She's like. I'm going to Mongolia for the next uh, three months, and sorry, I can't answer any emails or take any calls, but I can tweet by satellite. <laughs> it's just like, what? Uh, uh, okay, great. That's, well, this, this is a 21st century problem right there. It's, it's like, like such a low bandwidth form of Yeah, but you can tweet it's like the by satellite. Like, <laughs> explain yeah. that. Explain that to your great-grandfather. Like, <laughs> Oh god, that seems really hard. <laughs> I mean, they, they understand what satellites are, but like Twitter, I feel like you could have like a fancy relay system that like makes your Twitter email your grandpa. Like, there's like definitely like I think you can figure Expansion out service. some sort of like it take, exactly takes 140 characters like, and turns see, it into like, a, like a paper letter. You could set up a really complicated if this then that. I think that would yeah. yeah I think yeah. you could basically if Twitter if you knew for the next three to six months Twitter was your only form of communication. I think you could create a set of rules that, like, sent some things to Facebook, sent some things to your grandma, sent some things to no one because you only want your friends seeing it. I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of potential to, like, actually, do that only with limited resources. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're getting far away from this idea, but, like, no, I also, fine. like, 
it'd be kind of fun if you're going to be away for a long time if mm. you just had a service that created new away messages like like auto response emails like, <laughs> every week there's a different one when people send an email so like, oh. so like instead of just like you get one and then like it never emails you again it's just like you know this week I'm in, in Barbados so. <laughs> sorry <laughs> try tweeting me by satellite <laughs> uh, I like it cool yeah. I like it I'm All right. into it moving into the service category mm. uh, I like this Attack ads against people for no reason. <laughs> oh my gosh! I, just, I think in this modern society, it's like there's so much attacking already. Like maybe, like I like maybe if you attack a kitten or like something that's so cute yeah. that it's like why would you even attack that? Then yeah. it'd be funny. Yeah. But if you're attacking something for any mildly legit reason, I would be like, oh no. I think it would be very funny if yeah. I mean, but right, like like I mean, you know, we see a lot of ads these days, like in the YouTube pre-roll or whatnot. I mean, how expensive would it be to just put together like a 15 second spot that was just all about how much one person is terrible like, and not even like a public figure just some yeah. guy you know Jeff Who's... hasn't returned my grill yeah he's an asshole <laughs> Jeff <laughs> paid for by Marty yeah exactly exactly you know where like like you, you like a whole neighborhood could get together and like you know and like just contribute enough money to yeah to like just denounce <laughs> oh the gosh. local crazy person could we do it for my my okay Okay, so we had it. We recently had a drought in California, like an awful, terrible, world-ending drought. Yes. And one of my neighbors would wash his front steps, very long, like mm. front steps, every morning mm. in the middle of a drought, and mm. it made me itchy and angry, <laughs> and I didn't know what to do. <laughs> I would totally make a fifteen-second spot against this guy, yeah, 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 by the neighborhood, and get everyone behind it because, yeah. like, it was mortifying. No one had water. What are you doing? Washing the ground? Yeah. Why? And you like, got to figure out where he'll see that, though, right? Is he like a is he a nightly news kind of guy? Is he a YouTube video kind of guy? No, I really don't know enough yeah. about him. Like daytime television, right? I mean, right. I feel like like traditional media is maybe looking for ways to monetize. I think that this is. I think that this has potential. Yeah, and I, I, I like. I wonder if. Do you target your ad to your neighborhood, or do you just like send it to somewhere random, like uh, in Boise, Idaho? I think that there are just different. Ad, this is like Jeff's a fucking jerk, dude. I think that there are different levels depending on how much you're willing to pay. You yeah, know, I, guess I mean, so. like you can get it specifically targeted, yeah. or it can be, you know, just uh, or it can go nationwide. <laughs> Bobby Newport. I uh, yeah. No, not that Bobby Newport. You. Yeah. This one. This is the one we need because everybody is yes. called Bobby Newport. Sorry, sorry, Bobby. Not you. I actually, I, I discovered I, I switched to a new credit union, um, and it's small enough that, or big enough. I don't know. I live in Massachusetts, mm. so there are three other. Uh, Patrick Flanagan's who go to my credit union. I mean, you're like, okay, you have the most Massachusetts name there is. Like. <laughs> and so, like, whenever I go in, I'm like, I don't remember my member number. And they're like, are you this one at this end? I'm like, no, that's not me. How about this one? No, not, not me either. Almost this. Okay. So, like, yeah. That's I mean, a, at least you're not a Sullivan, right? I mean, yeah. you've got that going Fucking for you. Flanagan's way up there. I, I saw a Sullivan attack ad the other day. Oh, my God. <laughs> I never want to be a Sullivan. <laughs> can you imagine? I wonder how many... Look, just, just in the Boston area alone, how many attack ads you could just get being like, Sully, fuck that guy. <laughs> and like, you, maybe you could just run it forever. Yeah. Like, yeah. anyway, yes. Random attack ads for no reason. Okay. I think we have time for one more. Ooh. Oh, 
I have to pick between these last two. All right. Well, well I mean, no. I'll be honest with you. We'll probably have you on again. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, dumb story. Microscopic vampires? Question <laughs> mark. Okay. This was just a dumb idea I had for like a short story where there are vampires, but they're microscopic in size. And I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> They only like, attack bugs. Or something. It's like no, the superhero, yeah. the Atom or Ant Man. Yeah. I think I think oh. it's happened. Like, there's been multiple super-ish hero characters that are that tiny, are just small. Tiny. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't think a vampire would be that intimidating. But I mean, like, it's so just a so right. Like, what? How big are you picturing these? Things? I mean, like literally microscopic, like oh. bacterium sized. So oh. like. I but, mean, those but, are called viruses. <laughs> <laughs> but so, like, so basically, you're <laughs> but if you got infected by one, like uh, I mean, like what does it even mean to be infected by a vi- or organism? Do you turn into a vampire? That's what I'm saying, right? Like, oh, a, like if a vampire bacterium invades your bloodstream, does yeah. it make you a vampire? I honestly oh, right. am way more afraid of microscopic zombies. Or, like, or that that would just sound my worst nightmare. Well, but here's the thing, though, right? Where it's like if if it's a if it's a it's like, like a paramecium sized vampire, mm-hmm. like. Does it attack individual cells, and do those cells then become vampiric while the rest of your body remains like Ooh. living? I yeah. think this is why it's a stupid idea, uh-huh. and like I, I, I'm not I'm the guy. I guess you know a I'm, lot of garlic, so that you never have to worry about this. I guess you know I I, I kind of like the idea of slightly larger vampires. Mm-hmm. So like vampires that are maybe. Like the size of a matchbox or something, or like, like a Lego. So you man. can see them walking around, <laughs> and they like they try to bite you, but they're like smaller than your pinky. Oh, uh, they're just like fuck. It's it's fun if they're like ominously sized, like they're yeah. like a one pound vampire. You're like, what do I even do yeah. with you? Like a, a, a like a Lego man sized vampire might not have fangs that are long enough to even penetrate your skin. Yeah. Like as long as they don't make contact with your bloodstream, right? Again, right. There are, there are ideas to work out in this universe that I what is, I, don't, I don't know if I'm the guy to do it. What is that? Wasn't there a long Reddit battle about would you rather fight a, a horse-sized, a horse-sized duck, duck or a, or f- one horse-sized duck or fifty regular-sized ducks? Or or I thought they were like duck-sized or duck-sized horses. horses. Yeah, duck-sized horses. And so like I imagine like those like vampires that can ride duck-sized horses. <laughs> like, how many of those vampires would you like to fight? It depends on whether those vampires have super strength and speed. Oh. Yeah. Um, but they're little. You can kick them. <laughs> but I mean, it obviously has to be nighttime, so this just throws it all off. Because, like, ducks true. are a little unpredictable at night. Who yeah. knows what they do at night? Oh, my God. Ducks are assholes. Have you ever seen them, like, mating? No. 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 I've, I've yeah. listened. We've all heard the stories. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. We know. Yes. That's what I don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Do, do. I believe that it is time for one of us to give a terrible recommendation or showcase an idea from our guest. Does anybody have terrible recommendations or ideas? I do. Yes, bring it. Well, as you know, John, I'm a uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. (laughs) And I always thought, you know, uh, having recently finished grad school, I was like, I was going to say, whenever I come on the show, I'm going to say, you know, my terrible recommendation is to, to get a Ph.D., uh, and I, it, it still is a terrible recommendation. I think <laughs> nobody should ever get a PhD, mm. even if they want to be like a professional researcher. It's just like a stupid thing to do. <laughs> but I realized that I've transitioned into an even worse idea, mm. which is starting a business mm. by yourself mm. and making it a nonprofit. Mm. So 
Yeah, that sounds like a lot. Yeah, it's a, a terrible idea. It, they're, they're both terrible There should have been a lot of eh, eh's along, along, along the way. It's amazing that my fiancé is still with me because we transitioned straight from grad school into this idea. And so, like, yeah, it's just uh, don't do it, people. I Do here's, it, here's the, but don't do it. Here's the thing, though. I feel like you should probably explain to our listeners what your idea is because I think it's great. And uh, I feel like at least one or two people may die of suspense if they don't get to find out what it is. I like leaving them in suspense. Maybe we should wait till next episode. Yeah. I, all right, we'll you do it. You have to wait until he comes back. <laughs> That's brilliant. This Maybe is terrible marketing for my project, but great for your podcast. <laughs> well, you'll just have to wait until next time. All right. Uh, you can find me on Twitter or Instagram as FerociousJ, the word ferocious, the letter J. I also have a newsletter at tinyletter.com slash ferociousJ. I send it out basically every other week when the show updates, and I guarantee it'll be something you can happily read over breakfast or while you're bored at work. Great. And I'm Real Feed, R-E-E-L-F-E-E-D. That is four E's. It's a lot of E's. Hard, a- hard to manage. I have a Twitter, but I feel like f- looking for me on Twitter is like waiting for me at the post office. Like, I go there... Like every couple months, but it's probably not a good idea. But if you wanted to, it is actually Tintin de Lochan. So, what about uh, Instagram or any other thing? Uh, Instagram is the same, also Tintin de Lochan. So that's Tintin, like the comic book character. Indeed. Del Ocean. So from the, of ocean, the ocean in French. How French are you? Uh, yeah, Ooh. Right? Uh, <laughs> but you can also find me on at uh, Ollie Ocean Lab, O L L I E Ocean Lab, on all of those social medias as well. Excellent. Now do I spiel? Do it. Spiel away! This podcast is available pretty much anywhere you listen to them, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play Music. Whatever platform you're using, consider leaving us a nice review or rating or whatever it is that platform uses, as it helps more people discover us and increases the chances of one of these ideas you just heard actually being picked up by somebody out there. Thanks, and remember, if you've heard an idea you like, go ahead and do it. I just want credit. And I'll take a cut. Do-do. Do-do. Do-do.